Hello all you bookworms and welcome to Oh for the Love of Books, a show that gives you a bit of narration from the books I read or ones you suggest for me to read on my show. I'm your host Jessica Vickery and thank you for joining me on this journey. This is the next chapter in Lost Soul by Adam Wright, the first book of the Harbinger P.I. series. So let's recap for the last time what we know. Alec is a preternatural investigator. He was moved from his office in Chicago, Illinois to Deermont, Maine. He works for the Society of Shadows, who has sent him to a place that seems like there is no supernatural occurrences. He was given an assistant Felicity from the head office in London to spy on him courtesy of his father. They have their first job to investigate and see if it meets their criteria, meaning preternatural in nature, or the case of the moody teenager. They've been attacked by ogres, who were sent from someone or someones in the society to kill him. Tattoos on the ogre are from the society for protection. They go and interview Leon Smith about the weekend with James. Leon has a lot to say about it and how weird it was, and that he believes James and Sarah found something in the woods and brought it back with them. Leon finds out that Alec and Felicity are preternatural investigators and offers to help them with computer work as Leon works in computers. Alec tells Felicity he will tell her about Paris at the barbecue tonight and finds out she is his next-door neighbor. Alec and Felicity goes to James's house to search the woods behind it to see what he and Sarah have buried. They talk loudly, walking into the backyard to the woods to get James's attention. Will it work? Chapter 7 A small iron gate in the fence was unlocked. I opened it and stepped through. Felicity went to the nearest gravestone and read the worn words on its surface. This has been here since 1899, she said. A man named Luke Robinson is buried here. He was 32 when he died. So this is a family burial ground. The stone closest to me belonged to a Flora Robinson who died in 1934. So, what is it that James finds interesting in here? She asked. Using the shovel, I began to pull the long grass and brambles aside. Search the ground. Maybe he buried it here somewhere. She swept her hand through the grass and then yelled, Ow, that hurt! Stepping back, she held up her thumb so I could see the trickle of bright blood running from it. Watch out for thorns, I said. Now you tell me. She continued her search, but more carefully this time, pulling at the overgrown grass tentatively. I crouched down and took a closer look at the thorny branches near my feet. The branches were flowering, the little flowers white with pink-tipped stamen. I recognized it as hawthorn. Standing up again, I used the shovel to push the branches aside so I could inspect the earth beneath. We searched the area for a couple of minutes before we heard a shout from the trail. Hey you, what are you doing? I turned to see a young, fair-haired man striding toward us. 
He was dressed in a black t-shirt, blue jeans, and boots. I wondered how fast he had thrown the clothing on after seeing us from his window. I gave him a quick smile. James Robinson, I presume? Yeah, I'm James Robinson, he said, coming through the open gate. Who the hell are you and why are you in my family's graveyard? Now that he was closer to me, I inspected his face, especially his eyes. I always went by the old adage that the eyes are the window to the soul. In the case of a demon possession, they were the first place you looked for something out of the ordinary. Usually flecks of red on the iris. I couldn't see anything strange in James's eyes. They were blue with a little gray, but definitely no red. My name is Alec Harbinger, I said, extending my hand, and this is my assistant, Felicity Lake. He didn't shake my hand. Instead, he pointed at me with his own, his forefinger jabbing at the air between us. What the hell are you doing here? Why are you in these woods? We're just looking around, I said enigmatically. With a shovel? That just helps me look deeper. His eyes might have been totally normal looking, but they burned with fury. You are going to get out of here right now or I'm going to call security. Go ahead, I said. We're here on your mother's invitation. Oh, is that right? And does she know you're digging up our graveyard? I couldn't really answer that, so I just shrugged. What is going on here? Came a voice from the trail. Amelia Robinson appeared, tottering unsteadily on her high hills. She made it to the fence and stayed there, leaning on it. Mr. Harbinger, what are you doing? I told you that discretion was of utmost importance. He's digging up our ancestors, James said. He said he's here at your invitation. What's going on, mother? She hesitated looking from her son to me to the shovel in my hand. Finally, she said, I asked Mr. Harbinger to come here and speak with you about what happened at the lake that weekend. You haven't been the same since you returned, James. I'm just worried about you. The fury in his eyes increased. You hired a detective to question me? I don't believe this. You're treating your own son like a criminal. I, I'm sorry, James, but I didn't know what else to do. I'll tell you what you can do, he said, pointing at her the same way he pointed at me. You can leave me alone. Then he whirled on me. And you can take your secretary and get off our property. That isn't your decision to make, I said. Your mother hired me. Amelia looked at me and said, You should go. I don't require your services anymore. I sighed. Amelia, if it's because of what happened here, I can assure you that... Go, she said, her voice firm. James chuckled. I guess you're off the case, detective. I ignored him and stepped through the open gate. I wasn't sure why I felt disappointed. The case was a bust anyways. I hadn't found any evidence of preternatural activity, and I had lost my first client in Maine. Case closed. Don't forget to take your secretary, James said, his voice light and airy now that he knew we were leaving.
Felicity was already walking past him towards the open gate. James grinned and swatted her butt. Felicity moved with the speed of a tigress, pivoting on one foot and facing James before using both hands to push against his chest. He stumbled backward toward the iron fence, lost his footing and fell. He tried to stop his fall with his left hand, but as soon as it touched the fence, he withdrew it just like Felicity had withdrew her hand from the hawthorn. But James's hand wasn't bleeding. It was smoking. A burn mark crossed his palm where the iron had touched it. He bent over and cradled his hand, pain etched across his face. Looking at Felicity over his shoulder, he yelled, You stupid bitch, you'll pay for that. Calmly, Felicity walked through the open gate and joined me on the path, whispering, That was interesting. It certainly was, I whispered back to her. Raising my voice to a normal level, I said, Amelia, if you still want us to take this case. No, Mr. Harbinger, I don't. Coming to see you was a mistake. Please leave before I decide to sue your assistant for assault. Felicity made a move toward the older woman. I grabbed her arm before she unleashed a right hook. Come on, I said. We're done here. She nodded and turned to face me. Let's go. We walked back along the path, leaving Amelia and James at the graveyard. When we emerged from the shadows of the tree into the sunlight, I blinked at the sudden brightness, a welcome change after being in those gloomy woods. As we walked across the lawn, I relished the warmth of the sun on my face. But by the time we reached the Land Rover, I was too hot and ready to crank up the A.C. I got in and started the engine, closing my eyes as the cold air blasted from the vents against my face. You saw what happened back there, right? Felicity asked. You mean when you kicked his ass? Hell yeah, way to go. She rolled her eyes. No, I mean when he touched the iron fence. I grinned. Oh yeah, I saw that. That isn't James Robinson back there, she said. That's a fairy. Exactly what I was thinking. I drove down the driveway toward the gate, Felicity asked. But if there's a fairy assuming the likeness of James Robinson and pretending to be him... Then where is the real James? That's where it gets complicated, I said. The real James Robinson is trapped in the fairy realm. Well, 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 James is a jerk. Well, this James is. They seem to have lost their first case the same day they got it. This is not looking good. How do you get to the fairy realm? Where's the door? Are they still going to save the real James and Sarah? To find out what happens, grab the book and let me know what you think. Next week, we are keeping with the detective theme, but with a twist. Well, that concludes my episode for today. I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to me talk. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. 
If you like my podcast, please subscribe to my show or send me an email to justvicvoice at outlook.com. That's J-E-S-S-V-I-C-V-O-I-C-E at outlook.com with suggestions of books for me to read on the show. Thank you again, and please join me next week on Oh, for the Love of Books. And as always, dream big and keep reading.